The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro questions. That's what we're taking this morning. So if you have a question specifically dealing with Murfreesboro, not Smyrna, Laverne, any of those other places, great places, but uh, we're focusing strictly on Murfreesboro this morning. Our guest, Murfreesboro City Council member Jamie Atwater is with us. Jamie, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you. Good to have you with us today. Tell us what uh, what got you involved in politics. What made you interested in that? Wow, I haven't answered that question since uh, since election season. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first interview since being elected in August, and it has been it has been a lot of learning since then. It's been a wild ride, but I'm very grateful for the opportunity. A few years ago, Mayor McFarland approached me about serving on the city's planning commission. And growing up here locally, my father served as a Rutherford County Planning Commissioner for a long time and still actually does serve. And I, uh, I thought, well, that sounds fun. Uh, sure, I can make time for that. And little did I know it would become my favorite part of my week. And not only that, I would learn a ton about the city of Murfreesboro, about development, about how things progress. So after serving on the Planning Commission for about a year and a half, uh, we realized, I realized there would be two empty seats on our city council. Um, two wonderful council members decided not to seek re-election. And so I threw my name in the hat and uh, the people of Murfreesboro thought I would make a good council member and I hope I can make them proud. Tell us a little about your background. Sure. So I am a trained trained attorney so i went to law school at belmont law attended mtsu for my undergraduate degree in economics i practice real estate law and business law i own high water title which is located on the south side of murfreesboro we also have offices actually across most of middle tennessee now so real estate and title is is my passion but of course i have loved growing up here in murfreesboro here in rutherford county and i'm excited to see all the growth that we've had the last two decades and i'm excited for what else is to come. So this really fits in with the work of the city council. It does. I'm, I'm grateful for everything that I learned in law school. You know, you, you always have those classes in college or, you know, in graduate school where, where you think I'll never need this, but, you know, I have to take a test on it. So I guess I'll learn it. And a few years later, here I am sitting in a city council meeting, remembering what I learned in those law school classes. So I'm really grateful for that base understanding of how the government needs to operate, what the government can do, what it can't do. And we've run into that a lot recently in Murfreesboro, whether it be, uh, um, land use issues, First Amendment issues, uh, or whatnot. But it's it's been a great, great opportunity to have that knowledge underneath there. Now, one of the questions that keeps popping up on this broadcast and probably uh, all of the other shows on WGNS, when you ask people, what are some of your concerns about Murfreesboro? The first thing that pops up seems to be traffic. Traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I get that question a lot, you know. Um, there's nothing like being in line at the grocery store and somebody recognizes you and says, you know, it took me 20 minutes to get here and it used to take me five. And I'm like, I'm just trying to buy my ground beef, you know. Um, it's always fun to talk to constituents uh, in, in random places like Publix. But it, the traffic has changed, of course. It is 
there is more traffic now than there was 20 years ago. And I, I tend to be an optimist and I just like to remind myself when I'm sitting at a red light longer than I would like to be that this growth means more economic development in the city of Murfreesboro, more diversity, more kids for our kids to play with, more opportunities, more jobs. And I think it's really a blessing. I know that the, the city is facing and the county both facing uphill battles right now to to work on our traffic and make sure that we can still get from one side of Murfreesboro to the other in an appropriate amount of time. So it, we have a lot of road projects coming up. And I think one thing I learned very quickly once once serving on city council was that it's not as easy as, as the council snapping their fingers and saying, oh, let's build this road or let's expand this road. A lot of our roads are actually controlled by TDOT and we have to work in conjunction with them. And so there's this sweet spot of this a specific road has to be on TDOT's radar and the city's radar, and then we have to agree at the same time to make the improvements necessary to that road. And so it is, it is a lot more complex than even I thought it was prior to being elected. Uh, but I do know we have some really exciting road projects coming up. I never thought I would say exciting road projects, but I think that's what happens um, when you're in public office. So we have some big ones. We have Old Fort Widening. We have a connector bridge that goes from... Uh, Warrior Drive, like over Warrior Drive, Costco area, over to River Rock, and so I know I know building those roads is going to cause some short-term pain, but I'm confident that the long-term benefit is worth it. Now, those are roads that I guess mostly Murfreesboro is covering the cost on a good part of those roads. Depending on the road, yes. You know, a lot of them, TDOT uh, uses grant money, and then we match their money. Or, you know, there's there's different requirements depending on the, the money that's coming from TDOT. I'm not an expert in that area, but I do know um, what's really interesting. The city has been very transparent, at least from my point of view, over the last year with the road projects. And the department inside the city has done a great job of keeping the public updated. So you can actually go on the city's website, and you can see all the road projects that are coming up in the next three months, six months, 12 months, how much it's going to cost, what the timeline is on it. And so that can really help you understand that, you know, 24 months may seem like a really long time, but at the end of 24 months, we're going to have three more extra lanes on this road. And so I try to be positive and encourage uh, the people of Murfreesboro to do the same. We have a text here from a listener who's asking us, give us an update on the MTSU Aviation moving from the Murfreesboro Airport to the Shelbyville Airport. They say that they live near the airport in Murfreesboro and don't see a whole lot of difference in air traffic. Has there been a significant change? That's, that's a great question. I, wow, it's been a few months since I've, I've, that's crossed my desk, the MTSU Aviation Department moving to Shelbyville. I believe it is still in the works. I'm actually just not sure if it's happened yet. I don't know if there was a start date on that that maybe we just haven't reached yet. But to my understanding, the Aviation Department at MTSU is still moving to the Shelbyville Airport. And I know some people in Murfreesboro uh, felt very sad about that and some felt very happy about that, particularly the ones that live near the airport. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think we are very fortunate to have MTSU here in our community. And as a graduate of, of MTSU, I understand that they need to do what's best for, for their students. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Jamie. How are you today? Just fine. And yourself? Doing great. Thank you for listening. Okay. I got a two-part question. First of all, I uh, wanted to know the status of the 1E college. 
Um, okay. Oh, hold on. Let, let's let's get that answer before we ask a whole bunch of others. Uh, what is the? Oh, y your earphones are right there oh, under perfect. you. Uh, he's asking us uh, several questions. One of them is the status of one East College Street, uh, the old Methodist Church location. Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, I think I have positive news on that. I'm not obviously developing it. I'm not involved with the developer of that project. But from my understanding, there was a significant delay because of financing. As we know, interest rates have changed. The economy has changed somewhat um, vol volatility has changed over the last 12 months. But it is my understanding that they are they will be making significant progress here in the next six to 12 months. And so I think we're all really excited to see that. I know the church was a staple in the community and it was beautiful to see, but I don't think any of us would prefer to see a gravel parking lot. So I think we'll all be excited to see some construction happening. Okay, and what was your other question? Hello? Oh, okay. I, I, he may have misunderstood, but I, I just wanted one question at a okay. time. And I guess he felt we only wanted one question. Maybe he'll call back. Yeah. If you have additional questions, we just wanted to, instead of getting 12 questions all at once and trying to remember, what is that second question? Uh, just give them to us one at a time, and we'll let you ask the questions. 615-893-1450. And uh, along those same lines, we have a question about, it seems like uh, there were several different projects that came along that were pretty much identical to each other. And they were all building uh, buildings that included residential, retail, office space, and some of them with hotels. Uh, in addition to the Methodist Church, there was the Bank of America and the Broad Street Project. All three of those suddenly on the picture uh, but we don't see anything happening with uh, much of any of those. What's what is happening with all of those projects? And I get there's a, basically all in the downtown area. Sure, I mean the downtown area is is beautiful, and we're seeing a lot of people want to live there, work there, shop there, and be able to to walk around and, and do all of those things. You know those. Those things are also happening on the west side on Medical Center. We have some development going over there that is classified as mixed use. I think it seeing mixed use come to the Murfreesboro area indicates our strength in our community and the growth that we've experienced. I do know progress is being made on the Broad Street development. That is a that's a really long-term project it requires um, it requires purchasing a lot of land it requires demolition of some older buildings that need to go and it requires new construction and financing and, and there's so much that goes into developing a large project like that you know it a lot of time or I say at least when I was growing up a developer would purchase an entire farm you know and it'd be a hundred acres 200 acres one purchase one zoning application one annex and then they would build all the the houses well now to develop here in downtown Murfreesboro they have to purchase 10 parcels from 10 different property owners and uh, they're, the permitting process and getting through planning and zoning can be can be strenuous on the developer and so it's, it's my understanding that all those projects are still happening and they're in the works, but maybe it's just quiet right now because uh, they're working behind the scenes. That's what I hope, at least. Now, you mentioned some others going on uh, outside the downtown area. 
I guess you're talking about one of those over across from the Avenue of Murfreesboro. How is that going? Yes. Yeah, so I think if, if any of you have driven to the Avenue recently or taken Medical Center to access Interstate 24, you've noticed that construction has started. They've cleared a lot of the land. And they're not quite going vertical yet, but you, you've noticed that the trees have been taken down and the dirt starting to be moved. That's that's really exciting. I think that that medical center area, I know I live over there. I know the traffic can be very, very frustrating at certain times of the day, particularly in the four to six o'clock rush hour. But I think having people live in that area, bringing more high-end restaurants right there to medical center. I don't know if, if many people in Murfreesboro are familiar with Firebirds, but it's a very very fun uh, restaurant, very nice restaurant. The closest one that I know of is in Memphis. There's one in Atlanta. So a Firebirds is coming right there to Medical Center. And I think that the people that live there on Medical Center work there, can shop there, can eat there. It will really, by the time all that is done and we have these beautiful sidewalks and pedestrian crossings, I think the entire development will look so, so nice, especially as you exit the interstate and enter Murfreesboro for the first time. Very good. Uh, Here's another question from a listener. They said that they have, over the years, thoroughly enjoyed uh, seeing the wildlife and getting exercise by walking daily at the Murphy Spring Wetlands, the boardwalk system. That has been closed. What is going on? And when will we be able to walk on our treasured boardwalk again? Well, I'll be honest with you, Bart. I didn't know Murphy Springs was closed. So that's a good question. Okay, yeah, then, and I, I think uh, this person says that it has a sign that says, if you see anyone walking on it, call the Murfreesboro Police Department immediately. Interesting. So Interesting. a little scary. Well, I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I, I definitely want to research that more and, and, more, and learn more about it. Anyone who... Who I spoke with during the campaign knows that parks and recreation is um, very important to me. I want more walking trails. I want more parks here in Murfreesboro. I'm very passionate about getting a park on the west side of town. Um, I grew up at the Barfield Park and I love it so much. And Angela Jackson does a fantastic job for the city advocating for us to have those places to walk like this caller wants. And so I'm confident that over the next four years we will be able to continue to expand our greenway system to fight for a west side park so that we have places to go that maybe aren't so crowded and uh, i actually just got a text thank you to my friend at the city who is listening to this it looks like murphy springs is awaiting an engineering evaluation and there's a repair plan in place so okay so is something broken sounds like a safety issue which would which would make sense but it doesn't sound like it there's plans to keep it closed permanently okay (laughs) hope that makes our listener feel better yeah so uh we can breathe easier on that one yes uh and and right along those same lines we have another uh text coming in this one's asking about the sunlighting of town creek that's the creek that goes beside uh, Cannonsburg, uh, comes out of uh, the wetlands, as a matter of fact, goes underground. Yes. And uh, they've talked about that, I think, for for quite a few years. They have. They have. And finally, progress is being made. I do know that property acquisitions are still happening, like we talked about earlier. uh, Those, it can't just happen overnight. I wish we could just snap our fingers, but thankfully there's better processes in place. And so those property acquisitions are still going on. I think the demolition is is slated for early this year um, here in 2023. Wow, that sounds so weird to say. Um, and then 
I think it's a two-year project. So hopefully 2025, we'll begin to see uh, see some progress or see Very it completed. Good. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question, text it to us or call us. 615-893-1450. We will be right back. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. Murfreesboro City Council member Jamie Averwater is with us this morning. Stay with us. He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Good morning. Several minor wrecks around town right now. Here's what we see. Still a lot of traffic just trying to get past the airport. Over here at BNA on I-40 coming in through Hermitage, Donaldson going westbound. Behind it, you got that push of traffic in from Wilson County. Radar in Wilson and Smith County again this morning up and down the interstate. Uh, some radar was also reported out through uh, Kingston Springs as well up and down I-40. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. They're online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. For this afternoon, we'll have cloudy skies with a slight chance for some drizzle, highs in the mid-60s. Chance for some showers and storms later tonight in 57. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Currently 56 degrees. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores. Much better prices. Uh, selection is wonderful from keyboards, drums, guitars. Ukuleles are big this year. We also have lighting. This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We come down and look around. We have what you need. The Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. The Wake Up Crow, weekday morning, 6 to 7.50. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Hey, welcome back. We are broadcasting this morning from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. MTE supplies power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric serving to make life better since 1936. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro City Council member Jamie Averwater is with us this morning. And she's working on getting some answers to whatever questions you have. Call or text us, whichever's best for you. 615-893-1450. We have a couple of texts here. Let's uh, let's try this one out. This one uh, came up a while back and popped up again. What became of Legacy Sports? Any idea on that one? That's the big 
development that they had uh, in progress or going to be uh, just beyond the Harley-Davidson dealer. Sure, sure. I know a lot of people were really excited about that development. It came in front of the city <clears throat> excuse me, not long after I got involved with the Planning Commission and then before my election for City Council. It, just a, an update for people who may not be aware, it was a very large recreational sports facility where people would come from all over the country to compete in basketball, volleyball, uh, tennis. It, it was going to have so, so many different types of sporting events available at the facility, and it was going to be on Broad Street close to Interstate 840. And it got through planning commission the project passed through city council and unfortunately from my understanding um the facility in arizona that the project here was based off of incurred some financial issues uh, we don't have an official update from the developer on the status of the murfreesboro project but the last that i heard was they were seeing how things in arizona um turned out before start breaking ground here in Murfreesboro. So I do hope that um, the economy is nicer to them there and they're able to, to start construction here soon. And here's another question. This one's dealing with the homeless. Uh, we have quite a few issues dealing with the homeless. They feel that the answer is closing the library, moving the library, changing library hours, closing parking lots, and things of that sort, but the citizens are the ones that get hurt by those moves. They also are concerned with what's happening uh, over at the Kroger store. What is being done with the homeless people in our community? That's a really great question, and, and it's impossible to walk into City Hall and not be reminded of the homeless issue that we have here in Murfreesboro. You know, we have some great facilities, some great nonprofits here locally that are available to help the homeless in our area. For those that, that cannot or, or do not seek that help, they, they frequent our town square right here in front of City Hall. And I, I think that I think that to move the library or to close the library would be uh, would be devastating for the people of Murfreesboro. I love where our library is. I don't personally serve on the, the Lineball Library Board, but I do know that that is something the board has been discussing at great length, how to make the library a safer place for people to come. As someone who frequents the parking garage underneath City Hall, it can be um, a little unnerving when, when you're walking around, walking to your car late at night, but I will say I am so grateful to the Murfreesboro Police Department, especially to the the patrolmen that are stationed at City Hall, they have done a great job of, of helping me personally feel safe when I'm coming to and from City Hall. And I know that they would do the exact same thing for you. I, I, I know that we will never be able to solve the homeless issue in Murfreesboro. We'll never be able to solve it anywhere in the country, unfortunately. But I think anything we can do to support our local nonprofits and organizations that will reach out a hand to them is, 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 a, great, is a great help. Okay, now here's a, another question. I'm not sure I totally understand this question. They're asking, what about recruiting Lowe's or Home Depot on Memorial? Uh, land is running out on Memorial. Uh, I'm not sure uh, that possibly recruiting. could be with. It with sounds like they may be homeless. saying. It sounds like they may be saying we need a Home Depot or Lowe's on Memorial. Is that what they're saying? Well, I don't think they're saying that because we have one. Well, no, we don't have one. Not we on have, Memorial. Uh, that's right. It's all the same road, but two different names. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Old Fort Parkway <laughs> and Memorial. Recruiting okay. comp- ah, 
I'm not, I'm not sure, sure I understand the I question. I don't either. Uh, send us some more on that, Scott. Yeah. I, I don't understand your question on that. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Uh, this person's asking for an update on the new headquarters proposed for the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department. There was talk that it would be at the Doug Young Training Center, but I don't hear any conversation at all about that anymore. That was the question regarding a training center or just the headquarters? No, the headquarters. Okay. I, I wonder if they're referring, and, and it, it may be the same one that the city is discussing putting on the west side of town. I'm not sure that the city has has picked an exact place to put it yet, but we do know that it's necessary. Our um, firefighters here and our police, our police force here need to get to each side of Murfreesboro, to every corner of Murfreesboro as quickly as possible. And so as Murfreesboro continues to expand west, north, and even south, we do want to make sure that there are police stations and fire stations close by to all of those major development areas. So if you're referring to the one on the west that may be going in on the west side off of Veterans, I believe that is still the plan. Um, and I saw an initial concept a few weeks ago that was really, really exciting. If they're referring to the one on Thompson Lane uh, that it's going to be, that was purchased, I think, last, summer of last year, it was purchased from a local business owner. The plan is to remodel that one, and it's not going to be where fire firefighters and policemen are actually based, but it's more of an administration um, center for, for the department, and that will be largely a relocation of the people in downtown Murfreesboro going over to Thompson so that the Broad Street project can happen here downtown. Oh, right okay. This and I think that's what they okay, were talking about. Okay, maybe that's about. what they're referring to. Because uh, they've come back and said, no, it's uh, the building that used to be the old city hall that uh, is going to be moved or torn down. Yes, yeah, so the old city hall will be torn down um, in anticipation for this Broad Street development and the lighting of Town Creek. And the administration offices will actually move to that Thompson Lane building that's uh, on the right after you cross Broad Street. If you're leaving Medical Center, it'll be on your right as you're heading toward the north side of town. Okay, so they will not be putting the administration building at the Doug Young Training Center. To my understanding, that is not the plan. Okay, and the building you're referring to on Thompson Lane is the one the Swansons used to own? That's correct. Okay, very good. Uh, here's another question about the fire department. Uh, how close are we to naming a new fire chief? That is a, that's an excellent question. Um, you know, this is my first go around on city council and my first time being involved in in the city appointing a new fire chief, police chief, what have you. And I do know that it's not a process we want to rush. The fire chief serves in a very, very important role in our city, as does the police chief. And um, and Chief Bowen has done a great job on the police force, of course, and I'm really grateful for him. And I think that shows us that when we take our time and select the right candidate for the job, that it it pays dividends. So I hope that we can find the right person for the fire chief position. But at this time, I don't know what the exact status update of that is. Okay. We have a question about Middle Point Landfill. And uh, they are asking, uh, a while back, the mayor was on and uh, estimated that the closing of that would be in around two and a half, three years. Uh, is that still on target? And what's being done at Middle Point? 
unfortunately, that is still on target, you know, and, th and that's using numbers over the last five to 10 years, the amount of trash that gets deposited into Middle Point every day. So assuming that our trash consumption does not increase, we are looking at two to two and a half years before Middle Point landfill will no longer be able to operate. If you have followed um, me on social media uh, over the last few months, you've seen that this company called Waste Away is, is hoping to come to the area and Waste Away is this amazing product that almost seems it actually does seem too good to be true it takes all of our our trash our solid waste and quite literally shreds it into a tiny little um it almost looks like a ball of dust that would come out of your vacuum that is the closest thing wow. i can relate it to yes yes and then it can be used for um for biofuel after that. So it's an amazing process. I won't get into it here on the radio and bore all of you, especially you, Bart. But if you are interested, you can follow me on social media. And I talk a lot about Waste Away there. There's also information on the city website. And uh, Darren Gore with the city has done a great job of, of showing the council and the administration all of our options for solid waste going forward. And we do know that our solid waste issues are, are not ours alone. They, we need to work in conjunction with the county and with the cities that surround us that use Middle Point Landfill. And so far, I've been very thankful for the cooperation between the county and the city and all the other elected officials. You know, people are watching this, I would say all over the state, if not all over the Southeast. I have legislators from East Tennessee call me and ask about the status of Middle Point Landfill because it's something a lot of people are concerned about, not even just because of our specific one here, but what's the future of solid waste? And I think that's a valid concern for all of us to be to be asking. Um, I know tonight is Planning Commission. Yes, tonight is Murfreesboro Planning Commission at 6 o'clock in the council chambers in City Hall. And on our agenda this evening is the annexation and zoning of a property off of uh, Butler, like the Butler Joe B area. And that is where... Um, if, if all comes to fruition, that is where Waste Away would be located. And so we're making significant steps toward that. There's some very good grant and opportunities and tax incentives for bringing Waste Away here to Murfreesboro. And again, you can, you can look into more of that or reach out to me and I'm happy to discuss that with you. But I'm very passionate about our solid waste issues and I do think Waste Away is, is a fantastic option. Here's another uh, text from a listener and they said they're very concerned with the landfill issue and it's a very big company that we are trying to change their direction on and they know that that company is trying to get permission to expand the landfill and currently one of the former leaders of the city of Murfreesboro is requesting a change in some of the properties uh, around the Walter Hill area so that they can get some of the soil topsoil to put on top of the landfill. Uh, how is that going? Will it go? And is the city aware of that? I can't speak it to the, if the city is aware of that. I am not personally aware of, of, of that in the Walter Hill area. Um, I don't foresee Middle Point um, expanding. I, I don't believe that's what a lot, that's not what I want. I do not want Middle Point expanded. I think the neighbors and the property owners around Middle Point would feel the same way, but I'm not familiar with anyone acquiring land surrounding it for, for soil purposes, no. No, I think they're trying to change the zoning of land near that uh, facility in the Walter Hill area so they can just take the topsoil off and put it on top of the of the solid 
waste landfill. They've done that on the land immediately in front of the of Mount uh, of the <laughs> Mount Trashville or whatever. <laughs> Bart, you got, got you there. <laughs> that, so you're talking about the the covered dirt, right, acquired the cover for dirt. the covered mm-hmm. dirt. Okay, I do know that's a that's a major operational issue. I am not a Middle Point landfill expert by any means. I knew going into City Council that Middle Point landfill was hopefully the past, and and that something like waste away is the future. So I have not spent significant time studying, um, studying Middle Point more so. I've spent my time studying what our solution is going forward so that we can focus on that. I'm not an expert in that, but that raises a great question and and I want to look more into it. Okay. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. And the city council is getting ready to have a workshop, aren't you? Today, yes. Today is the day. Well, tell us a little about that one. Today's workshop is at 1130 and it will take place at uh, the Murfreesboro Airport. and, And it is my favorite meeting of the month, you know. As much as I love city council, the formality sometimes on Thursday evenings when the lights are on you and the cameras and there's people in the audience and you've got so much going on and it's moving so quickly. The workshop is an amazing opportunity for the council and the um, administrative staff of the city to come together and really discuss some of these big issues that are facing the city. I know today we're discussing impact fees. We'll also probably discuss solid waste. We get an update from... Uh, different departments within the city about road projects and about the budget and about um, and about payroll and where we're at compared to other other municipalities and so workshop is my favorite time it is open to the public if you haven't been to a workshop I would very much encourage you to I know it's in the middle of the day and that makes it tough you can actually listen to the audio online um, on the city's website you can listen and watch all of the city council meetings and the planning commission meetings and I encourage you to do that so yes today is the workshop I'm excited will you be there Bart Uh, absolutely will you now this is a good opportunity (laughs) also for people who have not been to the Murfreesboro Airport to check it out too. It's really an awesome facility. It is very, it's beautiful. I had never stepped inside of it prior to being elected to city council and it is, it is very impressive and it's, it's actually kind of cool being in a workshop and then, you know, a jet takes off right next to you. They have these big windows and you can watch it take yeah. off. It's a little distracting sometimes, but <laughs> but we have a really good time at the workshops. And I think a lot of a lot of honesty, a lot of vulnerability happens uh, there. And the city council members are really able to move the needle forward with the city at that time. So I would encourage anyone who's available to come to the workshops. Here's a question about the soccer parks over at Siegel. Uh, a lot of attention going in that. The indoor soccer arena about to open. Bring us up to date on that. And also bring us up to date on the connection with I-840 for the Siegel Soccer Park. Yes, I do know um, the connection. You know, I'm passionate about the traffic. The connection is moving right along um, that Cherry Cherry Lane extension. And, you know, it's so funny. Growing up here in Rutherford County, I thought I knew Murfreesboro. I thought I could get anywhere in Murfreesboro that I needed to go. And then once getting on Planning Commission and then City Council, I realized that I didn't really know how long Cherry Lane was. I didn't know I could get to Thompson. You know, there's so many facets of Murfreesboro that I did not realize until I started driving around so I do know and in fact I'd never been 
to the Seagull soccer fields until being elected to city council. And so I've really enjoyed getting to, to know that side of Murfreesboro. And I do know that that 840 addition is necessary and that Cherry Lane extension is necessary. I think it's going to really relieve some traffic from that north side of town and also help our people get on the interstate faster. A lot of our citizens in Murfreesboro work in Nashville, work in Franklin, or they just travel a lot. And I think that that interchange is going to be crucial in, in making the north side of Murfreesboro attractive to people who are moving here. As for the indoor soccer fields, I don't have an update on that. Again, that is something that I know was discussed and decided quite a few years ago, maybe two, if not more years ago. And that was prior to my intense involvement with the city. So I don't have an update on that, but I would love to get one for you. So if you want to reach out to me, we can discuss that further. Okay. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. And this person wants you to go a little farther into where the uh, connection will be on 840, the Cherry Lane connection. Uh, where will that be? So I, I'm not going to try to explain it for fear that I'm going to... It, I'm going to get my directions wrong and embarrass myself, but I do know that the city's website has that on there, um, and it shows you the the future concept maps for uh, where TDOT's coming in and doing that Cherry Lane expansion and adding in um, the interchange. So you can find that on the city's website, or if you want to send me an email, I can send you the link. It's just javerwater at murfreesborotn.gov. Okay, very good. Another question dealing with connecting roads and things of that sort uh, and traffic. (laughs) This one is Thompson Lane, and they say that uh, with the high schools there, the middle schools and elementary schools, and you throw in uh, the Tennessee Miller Coliseum, the traffic is horrendous. Uh, There's been conversation about expanding the width of the road, uh, but we just hear conversation. Uh, When will that happen? And it sounds like this person's referring to the side of Thompson Lane that is closer to the Miller Coliseum heading toward the north side of town, not so much the old fort side. And I do know that is on the list. There's actually um, that we had a great at the at last month's workshop, we received a. Uh, the city council received a packet that had the timelines for all of the road projects that were coming up in the next three to five years. And, I, and if, if I had woken up earlier, I probably would have remembered to bring it with me this morning. But um, it was a great informational piece. I do know that was presented at the workshop, and it can be found on the Murfreesboro website as well. Um, I don't get paid for plugging the Murfreesboro, Tennessee website. I'd like the record to reflect that. I feel like I'm just <laughs> directing everyone there. But I will say, as a council member, as someone who ran for city council, as a planning commissioner, at many points in the last few years, I have utilized the Murfreesboro website, and I think our team does a great job of keeping it up to date. Uh, so as as to the expansion, I do know that is on the list to get expanded. I cannot tell you the exact timeline, but I can tell you that it was on that list that I reviewed last month. I spent a lot of my efforts last month focusing on the old fort expansion and the medical center expansion because that's something that's happening now and and the citizens are starting to see progress and they have a lot of questions of how long is this going to take what's it going to look like and so uh, but I do know that Thompson Lane expansion was on there the the road widening very good 615-893-1450 final segment coming up so let's don't let this opportunity a lot of you have questions and you wait until we're almost over, then we can't get to the questions. So <laughs> get those questions in. 615-893-1450. Talk or text. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Our guest this morning 
from the Murfreesboro City Council, Jamie Averwater. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. We're talking with Betty Atterbury. What do you like most about Adam's place? I was in the hospital and I needed to go to rehab, which is also here, and they're very good. They said, well, around the corner was assisted living, and they give me a month to try it. Within two weeks, I said, well, I'll be here. (laughs) I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Murfreesboro has a hidden treasure for book lovers. I'm David Jacobs, owner of the Happy Book Stack, and I would love for you to come and visit our bookstore. It's the Happy Book Stack. I have a lot of kids' books. I have a lot of Christian books, and I do have a lot of other types of genres. I do want to be a one-stop shop for parents who are looking for good reading materials for their kids and for themselves as well. From Middle Tennessee Boulevard, turn onto Samsonite, and then take a left onto Mark Allen Lane. Find us on social media by visiting Facebook and typing in the Happy Book Stack. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, Hey, fellas, need an annual health exam for work or just to start the year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. Typically, it's completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. There are places where people talk, and then there are places that people talk about. News Radio WGNS is both on air, online, and on the phone. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615 893 1450. We are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. And Murfreesboro City Council member Jamie Averwater is with us. Let's uh, talk a little about the VA golf course. We've heard, sadly, that it's going to be fading into a memory. Yes, (laughs) yes. I would love to talk about that. And I will, Bart, if you will um, allow me, I did get some clarification on the Thompson Lane because I was very interested. I have confirmed that TDOT has begun the right-of-way acquisition for the TDOT widening, or for the Thompson Lane widening, which is fantastic. So as I've mentioned multiple times, uh, we have to work with TDOT to expand a lot of these roads. And not only that, but they have to acquire, or we have to acquire the land to be able to build the road on. So I have confirmed that TDOT has begun the right of way acquisition. So that means in a couple of years, we should have a wider Thompson Lane. (laughs) (laughs) And then back to the VA golf course. I know I'm a golfer. I'm, I'm a big fan of parks and recreation. And it's one of the reasons I love Murfreesboro and, and hearing that the VA golf course 
was closing uh, was was very sad and it was not long after actually I think I got sworn in on September 1st and I think my meeting with Parks and Rec about the VA golf course was three days later it, and so it was one of the first things that came on my radar and my original my original thought was I have to save it I, I have to save it I can't let the VA golf course close I was heartbroken but after a lot of research and a lot of time discussing the matter um I realized that it, it just wasn't feasible and it, it unfortunately just wasn't possible. And um, the federal government has really strict laws and regulations in place about what can happen with land that the federal government owns. And for those of you who don't know, the VA golf course is actually owned by the federal government. The land itself is. The city of Murfreesboro has a contract to operate on that land. And I know a lot of us have been playing there a really long time. It's it's where I, that and Old Fort is where I learned how to golf. Uh, someone reached out to me and said they got a hole in one there and they want to keep playing the course. And I don't know if I believe them that they got a hole in one, but I'm pretty impressed if they did. And so, you know, the federal government owns that land and they ultimately get to decide what happens with it. And there's a federal law that says that that they can't lease land for more, for long-term leases to other governments. And so our leases over the last 30 years with the federal government have been short-term leases, one, two, and three years at a time. And not only that, but they had 30-day clauses in them that allowed the federal government to revoke the contract at any time, which means we could be operating on the land on January 15th and everybody's having a great time. And they could send us notice that in 30 days we have to leave the golf course and they're going to build buildings on it. And so that's, that's hard. That's hard for the city to continue to invest and to continue to operate somewhere where at any moment we could get evicted ultimately right and so we've continued to do it for the last 20 or 30 years and since the 80s the city's operated it and then unfortunately approaching our lease expiration in December of 2022 the VA said that we had to make significant capital improvements to the land and the capital improvements were going to cost almost two million dollars to make and that is if if we had a 20-year lease or even a 10-year lease, I would have fought for that so hard to keep the VA open and to make those capital improvements. But as, as someone whose job is to protect the taxpayer's money and decide how the taxpayer's money is to be spent, I couldn't justify fighting um, to keep the VA golf course open and spending $2 million of taxpayers' money that the, the government could decide any time they want to build buildings on. And so that was a really hard decision for me. I spent a lot of time studying over it and speaking with people much smarter than me about it. And I think that we've had great memories at the VA, and, and I think that we just need to enjoy it while we can and, uh, and be grateful for the time that we had. Very good. Are we looking at any additional land on which to locate a golf course? That is a good question. You know, I, I love golf. Like I mentioned, unfortunately, golf takes a lot of land, especially an 18-hole course. We have Old Fort, which if you haven't played Old Fort, it's an excellent course. I have a lot of fun there, and I've had a lot of really good memories. We also have a lot of private courses in the area. So to build another public course would be expensive with the cost of land in Murfreesboro, no doubt. And and the land that is required to build a golf course um, is, is expansive. And so... 
I think that at this time, I don't know that it's feasible for the city to plan another golf course, but I do know that the city has big plans and I'm advocating for those plans to improve our parks and our recreation facilities, our walking paths, expand our greenway. And so I'm really focused on that. And I hope that we can all continue to utilize the Old Fort Golf Course. And a final question. This one's dealing with another piece of property that has a lake on it uh, over around Murfreesboro Medical Clinic. Uh, Since the beginning, they said that's been a beautiful facility, a great place to walk, but it's hard, obviously, to keep water in that lake. Have they ever discovered why it keeps leaking? The lake uh, over, uh, you know, where Murfreesboro Medical Clinic is? Yes, And the lake behind that with Mm the uh, track around it? Yes, it's beautiful. It is, Uh, but it's uh, mostly empty with no water, just mud. Well, I, I am not an engineering expert. I don't claim to be. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. In fact, I have walked it many times, and I don't know that I have taken note that the water levels have uh, risen and fallen. And so that's a good question, and, and you've officially stumped me. So so congratulations. <laughs> I'd like to look more into that. Um, is this where the ducks always are and the, the swans? Ducks, okay, because yeah. the last time I went there, a swan or something. We're, we're flat out of time. Oh, okay. Thank you for joining us, Jamie Averwater. Oh,